Welcome back to Art Sisters. We are here tonight. tonight it is tonight. Yes. Yeah. And it is the eve before, not Christmas. We weren't I'm trying glad to I need you. some more time before that yet. <laughs> but it is the eve before Christy's gig. So we thought perfect moment since Christy's about to embark on this not so new adventure, but mm. a new one. Right. I think that um, we'll we'll dive into it more, but um, I'm mostly excited because uh, I feel like this is like a bigger one and um, a different setting. It's so different than so many of the gigs I've played before, especially in the U.S. Because people come just to listen to me sing, which is so cool, or yeah. just come to hear music instead of going to eat dinner and hearing music in the background. Or, right. I think it's like a different level of. It's a different type of venue, different style. So I'm super excited. Yeah. And since I'm also getting ready for a show, we are both, you know, kind of planning, preparing. And so we thought we'd talk a little bit briefly about that mental work. We have a tiny amount of space at the Mm -hmm. moment. So we're going to try to use it, right? Yes, yes. You take what you can get and you just go for it. (laughs) So tell me about your show or tell tell people about your show and what you're doing to prepare for it okay well what I am doing is a lot of mental work at this mm-hmm. stage because I've been working on the pieces for quite some time how many pieces are you gonna have in it that's a good like, question what's normal? I think around eight pieces would be a great start. It can be, depending on which ones I decide to pull in, it could Mm. be 12, it could be 15. I'm just not 100% sure yet. I'm still working that out. Um, But even today, as I was kind of noting, I was preparing a text, basically. Mm. And as I was writing that text, I was thinking, okay, how can I encapsulate the work that I'm doing? What do I need to, you know, mm. how, how do I create those ties? How do I, how do I string it together? That's what I was going to ask you because like, not only do you have, you have so many different things that you do and like different parts of your personality that you want to connect through your art, but also you have so many different pieces. So yeah. what are you looking for as a way to like music or in singing concerts I think is a little different than that because it's so specific it's interesting you said that because okay the thing is that for me all those little bits of maybe off track work Mm -hmm. some people might see it as like something that isn't necessarily connected with the final outcome or Mm -hmm. the show so those off track moments where I'm doodling or um mark making digging into kind of a different style all that ties it all together Mm. doesn't necessarily get shown in a show it doesn't necessarily make the final cut but for me it's integral like it's so 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 important Mm. to do in order to get there because without it I think I'd be and it's it's about staying inspired too while you're creating because if I process of teaching yourself different things and being able to explore too yes and I need the freedom in that I need to Mm -hmm. feel like I can play and I can explore as well as work on the piece because if I'm just working on the piece um, it becomes a type of work Mm -hmm. that isn't um, as free 
I don't know how else to say that. But yeah, it just doesn't feel... Well, no, yeah, you restrict yourself to, like, certain rules. I honestly feel like I'm feeling that right now. Yeah. Um, Pretty and I think... Yeah. Blues. But no, no, oh, I think the just... The blues. I should sing a blues song. <laughs> um, I think it's it. just in general, like... Um, I did this really fun exercise with one of my students today, actually. She's a songwriter as well, and she's taking singing lessons with me, but we do songwriting. And I did a... We we decided to write a 10-minute song. So we sat down and had 10 minutes to come up with whatever we could. I think that even in those instances, I have so many things going through my mind. Like, I can't make my strumming pattern the same as it was. I have to make a different chord progression. Like, I have to make, I have to say a story, say something that's different. Right. Um, and for her, like, these words came from her so easily. Mm. And they were still so authentic. So I think that I have the ability to do that. But I'm being a little fogged by those things right now. Mm. So it's um, interesting that you talk about it. Yeah, so maybe you just need to doodle. Yeah. Or whatever your version so, of doodling I mean, is. My notes, my long notes <laughs> app in my phone about song Re- ideas. Revisiting what yeah. you've written or... That I have been doing lately, yeah. Or what do you do? You go for a walk? What do you do? Mm-hmm. How do you get out of your head and into flow? I, honestly, doing things that... Like going on a walk and doing other things probably are not the most helpful for me solely because I use some of those things as um, like to delay or as distraction, which, okay, they can be good too to free your mind. But some of the things that help me the most are, um, this is going to make me sound really young, but watching music videos and songwriting videos on TikTok, I think they're really like watching other artists. Yeah. Um, By the way, she is really young. I, I, yeah, thanks. <laughs> I am aware of that. <laughs> but there's nothing wrong with that, right? Yeah, no, I you got to lean into yeah, who we are and where we are. I know, but then... I, I we we've talked about this before. I had this weird thing about age, but then I see my like fifteen year old student writing these amazing songs. So like, what does age mean? Whatever. Um, but I uh, yeah, what I was saying is some one of the things I do to keep being inspired, in addition to watching other people people's videos, is listening back to parts of old songs that I recorded in my voice memos and didn't stop. So yeah, what do you do? Voice do you... memos are a yeah. very good tip. I use them as well, actually, for ideas. I like that. Mm. That's a good place to revisit. Do you... <clears throat> I think everyone who's, let's say, creatively inclined probably has those voice memos mm. completely clogging up their phone. <laughs> we need more space for that, I think. I think an interesting thing about the music world and the art world that is maybe a hard step for people that are starting out is people don't know all of the little behind the scenes thing mm. behind the scene things that it takes to have an exhibition have even like a simple gig you know yeah. not only is it the progressive work of working on your art but it's also you have to be a business person yeah so, and the write-ups and the marketing mm. and how's the marketing going Gigs tomorrow. Yeah. What do people need to do right before? Well, do you have like a checklist? No, I don't have a checklist, but I typically like think about all the resources and people that I know in a particular area. We'll send individual texts out to people to remind people. We I posted in a bunch of Facebook groups and you think about your audience and who you're appealing to. My thing mm. is like American folk session. So I have to try to reach probably mostly English-speaking people. Obviously, there will not be only them, but... How do you, 
like, should you be translating uh, your text that you are marketing into another language in order to appeal to the population where you are? If they're, you know, because as you said, okay, they should be English speakers because they don't need to necessarily mm-hmm. speak English to enjoy the music, to understand, to mm-hmm. engage. So how do you get those people there? See, this is, I don't know if we talked about this in another episode or if we've just talked about it together, but I find this this part of living in another country very interesting because mm. I have always been drawn to lyrics. I am like, yeah. if I, I listen, to, if I really like a song, it's usually because there's something that I relate to in it. Right. But I have found such a new appreciation for mm-hmm. feelings and not only singing but like reading people's body language and conversation yeah. and seeing that when people are performing as well and like going places to the Cuban Hansa. So I think I appreciate that. Also, I had a gig a few weeks ago and I only spoke English and I could feel the audience reacting to what I was singing and saying even though they didn't. Yeah. I could see people translating in the audience. It was such um, a cool feeling. So well, that's amazing too though, right? To feel the desire yeah. from the audience. It's like nothing else. Yeah. It's it feels validating and like you're comfortable enough to share. I mean, you have to be mm-hmm. vulnerable, but to share those raw emotions. And I'm sure that's similar in exhibition. You have to yeah. be willing to put that work out there. And yeah, when you do, you do it full force, I'm sure. Yeah, so anyway, I don't know about the language thing. I think it would be cool to have people be able to understand my specific words that I'm saying. But there's they can get something else from it, something different from it. Yeah, I, and I think that's true. I think... Putting yourself out there, being, it's, it's the same for me, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm exhibiting the work, not always in non-English speaking countries, mm-hmm. but in this case here, yes. And when I do, well, not in my upcoming solo show, but in general, it is the case that I'm, no, that's not true. Okay, delete. <laughs> so here locally, when I exhibit my work, I do have to think about even the tags, Mm. even just the write-ups that go at the actual exhibition. A lot of thought goes into that, you know? And even as you are going to be up on stage, you know, if you put a QR code down Mm. somewhere or if you put a bit of text, if you're selling your CDs or Mm. whatever whatever it is that you have out in front of you, how do you make that more accessible? Mm. Is it just a friendly face? Is that enough? Does it work? No. No. I no? mean, we wouldn't get anywhere if that were the case. I think having, like, a smiley face helps, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think... Making yourself approachable. Yeah, making somehow. yourself approachable. Having people in the audience that speak both languages helps. Yeah. <laughs> um, to have a support system that is, like, diverse... That's true. Actually, funny enough, I remember one of your gigs, I remember that I felt the audience like a little bit tense and I started to like, yeah. I started to play kind of in with you uh, and I thought that was really that's, funny. Thank you for that. But well, I think, I think it doesn't have to be me. It can be anyone. Yeah, and people yeah. do it well, is what I want to say is when you feel the singer, you mm-hmm. like what they're saying it's like, and you react. Not only that, not only is it singer, but you're so right. It's um, what is that phenomenon like? It's like c- crowd neutrality, you know, like conforming mm. to yeah. what you feel oh, around you. Yes, so yes, 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 yes. I think that's like social key. dynamics, yeah, exactly, and groupthink, mm-hmm. and even the polarization. Yeah. Right, the effect that 
So your yeah, audience so, has a lot to do with how yeah. it goes. And which is uncontrollable, you know, some... If one person kind of kicks it off, mm-hmm. it's like, what tips? It's a yeah, random connection. Right. But, you know, like, if there's nothing in the tip jar, do you put money in there? You should. <laughs> you should, but <laughs> probably not, right? My dad used but to always put a $1 if, bill in there if, for me. <laughs> yeah, if there's something in there, people are more likely Why to... Is that? I don't know. Because they feel like people if, are doing it. If people are doing it, I should be doing it. If other people, I are don't want to be the, the jerk who like didn't put the you know quarter in there. Like <laughs> the quarter, where are you going? <laughs> Cup of coffee. Hi, honey. And we have a visitor. Her name mm-hmm. is Isabella. Isabella. Our four-year-old. You want to say hi? <laughs> say hi. Say hello. Oh. Join us up um, here. I wanted to say something else, and I don't remember what it was now. About tipping? No, it was about <laughs> Connecting with your audience. Uh, oh, this is, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. One of the, not problems, but like concerns I've had for a while with doing gigs, especially when I'm playing on my own and like playing for two, three hours, is I simply don't have enough confidence in some of my older songs. Like I've outgrown them. They're not as great quality. I don't want to present things that aren't as great quality, but I don't like I feel like when people I know are there and have consistently listened to my music, I hate playing the same songs people have already heard, even if they're different, even if it changes based on the mood. But how does that translate? Do you ever feel that you like have to create a certain number of new pieces in order to yeah, I, make feel validated to share? It's so interesting, actually, because I think it is the same in a way. Oh, Isabella's giving us yogic breath. But I think it's the same. I think that we have this need to put our best, which is kind of reasonable, I would Mm -hmm. say. We want to put our best foot forward. We want to put our best work out there. But, you know, what happens when you sell a piece of work and now you've evolved into something else, you still have to be able to stand behind that work somehow, right? And... Are we always learning, growing, changing? Mm-hmm. Yes, but that's a part of you and it's a part of your journey. And I think it's still really valuable and worthy to stand behind. But it's about learning to be okay with that discomfort, I think. I don't even know if I that's don't. the discomfort I mean because okay. I agree with that. I think I find new meanings in old yeah. songs and yeah. still connections. I think it's more that if I'm not consistently creating and putting work out to share and having new things for people to relate to that I'm like somehow lacking something as an artist which I don't know if that's true or so yeah so on the flip side yes if I'm not creating enough of that new exciting for myself feeling work or song or whatever it is yeah and that's a good hunger mm-hmm. that's a thirst that you want to always have yeah that you need to always have because the second you feel like it's okay, I'm done. Like, there's nothing more to do and your mm. artistic journey is over. But I think an artist never gets there because that's what keeps us going. Yeah. You know? Like Mommy, what is this yeah, green to, thing? You have to always be chasing. What is the green thing, Christine? It's the volume. Oh. Yeah, we're teaching Isabella about podcasting. Mm-hmm. Can you say... Future podcasting. <laughs> hello to everyone. Podcast, that's right. Podcast. Nice. Yeah. I think it's also about what's like, your fa- what's your favorite Christy Lee song? Um Spring. Ah, look at that. I knew she was gonna say that. <laughs> I had a feeling. It's one of my favorites as well. Yeah. 
But I think, yeah, as you said, there's going to be that push. And I know you're, you're constantly trying before you have an exhibition, before you have a show, Mm -hmm. you want to create new work, right? You're, you've been writing songs like crazy these days and Mm -hmm. you're like, I've got to finish this. I've got to polish it. I want more new stuff. And I totally understand that feeling because I'm never ready to say 100% what is going to be in a show until Mm -hmm. the day of the show. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if that's a me thing or if that's an everyone thing. Maybe you guys can let us know. I think it's like that process of creating new that makes it feel like it's representing you in that moment. So therefore, not complete, but like at least accurate, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's why I do have a habit of like cramming and writing music the last few days or day before my show. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know. I think it's also the motivation and which I, I don't mind but that's good push. Yeah. So as long as it's uh, ready to be put on stage. Yes. <laughs> so harness that good, you know, juju and share your work with the world somehow. Yeah. It's now we fun. have one more guest here. Yes, we do. We have co-host Misha, who's entered. So now we are four podcasters mm-hmm. here. I'm just missing my little baby. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So Misha, say hi to everyone. Hi. What's your favorite Christy Lee song? What are you hoping she plays at her gig tomorrow? I don't know. <laughs> What's no. your favorite painting of your mother's? <laughs> Do you know? The one that she just made. Yeah, I like oh. that one a lot too. We were just talking about that, Misha, that like it holds a special place in our hearts. So. Yeah. I'm super glad we got to have this conversation. It uh, helps me have a little different kind of clarity for my yeah. gig tomorrow. And now we will say good night. We will say good night. Have a good night and stay Stay inspired. inspired. Go create something. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We really appreciate having you on this journey with us. And if you liked the podcast, leave us a review. It really does help us out a lot. And give us a little follow at Art Sisters Podcast. Stay Stay inspired. inspired. See you soon. Bye.